All right, what is up, everyone? It is the Branded MMA Show. It is Tuesday, March 1st. We're starting off No Nut March uh, on a kind of a bit of a uh, tough tough sell with uh, UFC 272 coming up this weekend. That was a horrible introduction. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. That's the beauty of live recording for a podcast. Yeah, I won't be participating. <laughs> but this is the Brand MMA Show. We're going to cover Islam Makachev defeating Bobby Green at UFC Vegas 49 this past weekend. I am Shavi, joined by Walsh. Mac is actually working with a client. I believe we're talking about a potential merger with the PFL to become mm-hmm. a companion podcast for them. So he's out trying to close that deal tonight. Yeah, so shout out Mac, you know, doing the dinners, doing the dirty work, doing the business side. He's the more professional of all of us. So, you know, we got to send the the top gun, you know, when it comes to the business meetings. You know, me and Shabby are there for the after party. We're we're there for the party time, the celebration after we get the merger complete. Mac's there, he handles the business, and then he joins the party afterwards. And he he, he gets just as rowdy as we do. Exactly. It's it's 3027 on the rowdiness. It only made sense we sent the most professional guy to talk to the Professional Fighters League. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have it any other way. No, <laughs> but we're talking Islam Makachev, Walsh. We're gonna go one round here. We're gonna go Valley Tudo rules tonight. We're gonna do one round. We're just gonna see how far long it goes till one of us taps out, and then the podcast is over. But Fair enough. Islam looked good against Bobby Green this past weekend, as expected. The odds said that. The analysts said that. I think it. Looking back, Bobby Green probably even said that. Yeah. In retrospect. But uh, Bobby landed nine strikes, which was most than I think anyone has in a round on Islam Makachev. So I do want to give him credit there. But, I mean, Makachev just smothered him. I mean, really gave him no chance to kind of get get his punches off or anything like that. It was really just like watching Khabib to me. I mean, he's got him in his corner. The story writes itself. I mean, really the only difference you're seeing right now between Khabib and Islam Makachev is that we have seen Islam lose in the UFC via a head kick knockout. Yeah, um, I mean, unfortunately, my dream of Khabib losing is still <laughs> not happened. So thanks a lot, Bobby Green. But no, I mean, credit to Bobby Green for even stepping in and taking this fight. Not really anybody else would have. Um, yeah. And good for him for getting that main event time. You know, I mean, I don't think anyone expected him to go in here and shock the world, but it was obviously always a possibility. Um, sucks to see him lose. But, you know, hey, his momentum is probably still going to be there. Guy takes a fight on short notice against one of the best. Yeah, he loses pretty quickly. But, I mean, Makachev has been dominant. I mean, this should come as no surprise to anybody. He has been on an absolute tear as of late. And, I mean, you know, it's it's incredible. I mean, we haven't seen really much like this um, in a long time. And it's just impressive with how quickly he's getting these done and how dominant he's been um, in his last few fights here. And, I mean, now he's even talking about possibly stepping in in what five, six days now to fight. Yeah, so talking about fighting at 170. Rafael Faziv is out of the Rafael dos Anjos fight with COVID. Uh, So, yeah, he's one of the people that's talking about stepping in. He wants to fight at 170. We're seeing RDA kind of make a stink about it going to 165. So we're we're kind of waiting to see. I'm sure by the time this episode's out, we'll get a little bit of finality to this, whether or not the fight's gonna be made or not. But if it is, I mean, for for Makachev, like we said, this was kind of a sparring match for him. He was mm-hmm. just in there, did, got it done. I mean, he was preparing for Benil Dariush, who he he he's very grapple heavy, just like Dos Anjos. But you're not going to see probably as much polished striking 
or jujitsu from Dariush as you would RDA. So I do think there would be a little bit of risk if he does actually get this fight for Saturday. But I mean, the guy's proven time and time again, with the exception of his one loss. I mean, that stuff doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, he obviously didn't have to do too much work uh, Saturday night. Got out of there, got in and out of there pretty quickly. He had a full training camp going into it. So it's not like he's going to have, you know, no time training coming into this fight if he does accept it and ends up fighting Saturday night. I mean, you know, it'll be impressive. Um, it'll be a tough fight for sure. But I mean, it'll be what the fans will, will love it. Absolutely. I mean, this is going to only help Makachev again, even further his resurgence here and his climb to the top of the, the rankings because people are going to absolutely love this if he steps in and fights in six days, twice in two weeks. Like, you don't hear about guys nowadays doing that. It doesn't happen very often. You have no. to be a different type of animal to want to even think about doing that after just going through a grueling training camp, I'm sure, and then even getting ready and mentally prepared for a fight against somebody, and then all of a sudden that changing up. So to have to adjust from he's basically almost fighting three different fighters, essentially, right. because he was preparing for um, Dariush. Dariush, and then Bobby Green steps in late notice, and now he's thinking about stepping in against Dos Anjos. Like, my God, this guy is it is incredible. He's training for three different opponents at once, basically. Oh yeah, and he and this guy can. I mean, Islam can handle it. I mean, we, we like I said, it just goes back to how good he's been in the octagon. I mean, this guy could handle this. And back to what you said about this could help. This only helps his brand. I want to go back to Chris Lieben, who was almost in a similar boat before UFC 116. He had defeated Aaron Simpson on the tough finale, where I believe it was. Uh, it's not important who won that season. It was with Brad Tavares, all those other guys. But uh, anyways, Chris McCray, he's the one that won the season. No, he lost it. Michael, no. I'm going to get stuck on that. <laughs> move on. That'll but take the up half is, the episode right there. That's how we'll make this episode a little bit longer until Shavi figures <laughs> it out. We can't move on. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to. No, I don't. I got to look it up now because it's going to bother. <laughs> I know it wasn't Chris McRae, but he was in the finale. See, this and is why I, we do need Mac for this podcast. If anyone's ever thought that Mac was not an important part of this podcast, this is it right here. This is just one of the perfect examples. He would know the name after like two seconds. He just put either he would have already been looking it up or yeah. he would just know it off top of his head. Shabby and, and me, and we, we're not that good with the information. We need Google. No, I, I'm not. It was Court <laughs> McGee. Okay, Court McGee. There we go. We figured so it he, out. Thank you, Virtual Mac. So thank you. Thank you, Virtual. I'm actually recording this on a Mac, so it's almost like he <laughs> helped in itself there. But uh, Chris Lieben, he defeated Aaron Simpson. Uh, third fight on the main card at the tough finale. And then what was that? Let's see here. Two weeks later, he was on the UFC 116 card. Co-main event with Brock Lesnar and Shane Carwin. Defeated Sexy Yama, Yoshihiro Akiyama via triangle choke, I believe it was. Yep. And that was a fight where he had the buy rate was 1.16 million. He got more people. He got more eyes on him. And then he got a, a main event, I believe, after that against Mark Munoz uh, on UFC 138. Granted, it, it's a numbered pay-per-view, but it was on Spike TV. But regardless, you get rewarded for doing this. And it only helps your brand, like you said, because... I'm going to throw this out there. I think there's 1 million that buy this pay-per-view on Saturday. And to have 1 million people, how many of those do you think know about Islam Makachev? Maybe half? That's 500 more thousand people that don't know who he is yet that are going to see him potentially have a, a huge win over RDA, a former lightweight champion. 
it, like you said, only does so much for his brand. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is a huge card that he would be able to step into here. I mean, the the, the co-main event is now off, which means essentially, and unless Makachev steps in, we have no co-main event. Um, and I think we'd rather have Makachev versus Dos Anjos than Edison, Barboza, and Bryce Mitchell. That's my personal opinion. Um, I agree. But that's I mean, not a co-main event worthy fight for me. It's an exciting fight, but not something I think should lead into the main event. No, not at all. Especially with the amount of hatred that the main event has, which, you know, f- keep it here with Brandon MMA show, because we'll have that all covered for you. Come the preview show this upcoming week. Um, I, I think this is going to be a very high bought pay-per-view. I mean, and like you said, you're going to bring in, if Makachev does step in, his brand's only going to grow because you're bringing in fans with Jorge Masvidal, who, yeah, they follow him. Like, he has a nice following. But most of them are probably more casual fans, I would say. Yeah. You know, they're, they're there to see him try and knock somebody out. So you're going to get those casual fans that he's bringing in. Now they're going to see Makachev. Hey, you may get a couple people that are like, oh, damn, this guy. Who's he? Like, I want to start following him now. Let me know when he's fighting again. And then, you know, obviously you have your Colby Covington fans that are probably not going to like Makachev, depending on <laughs> <laughs> most of the uh, the way that his fans are. But, you know, you're still going to get them in to tune in. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm with you. This is hundred percent would be great for Makachev's brand, only going to make him more popular as he continues to climb in the rankings. And when he does eventually get that title shot, his pay-per-view is only going to grow in ratings. Um, the more that his exposure is getting out there. So yeah, it, it, 100% because you, we've seen a guy like Oliver who's kind of starting to prove himself to be kind of a pay-per-view draw, or at least he's he's getting those main event opportunities. When you get to the big dance with Oliveira or Justin Gaethje, who was another guy that's you know been in the spotlight before uh, with his fight against Khabib, co-main event with Eddie Alvarez, the, you're gonna want to you. The more you bring to the table, the the better it is for you. Not only on the pay-per-view points, but just you know gaining more fans, probably getting more money from the UFC. So yeah, it is a good thing if Makachev can get on this card. I really hope that RDA doesn't make a big stink about five pounds. I understand. It just depends on where he's at. I guess if he's at a certain weight where he feels like he can add on a couple pounds to get to 165, it's not an issue. I get that. But if if it's if the weight isn't an issue and he's just kind of, you know, putting his feet in the ground on this, it, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, me either. And you had mentioned it before we went live here that, you know, there's a lot of people on social media that are saying this is could be his way of saying he really doesn't want the fight, which, listen, it's completely understandable, <laughs> honestly. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, how many people would, you know, you're preparing to fight one guy who, don't get me wrong, Fizev, Fizev however you say his name, great fighter. It's going to be a great matchup, was going to be a great matchup um, and definitely a tough one for Dos Anjos. But then you're going to be coming in to face a whole new monster. I mean, the momentum that Makachev has right now is insane. I can't say there's many people that would be okay with him stepping in as a replacement on five day notice. Like, right. I'm, I'm saying no to that. No, I would. give me Paul. Like one of the other names that was thrown around Paul Felder. Yeah. Give me him a guy that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. I'll take him. He can step in and fight because yeah. that's who I'd want to go up against. You want um, someone that's got to have a little rust on him. Not a guy that just basically had a sparring match <clears throat> on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So I, as much as I hate to see it, I completely understand it if it is the way Dos Anjos goes about this because, like I said, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to step in and have to go up against Makachev. 
It's kind of uncharacteristic of RDA, though, because I mean, if you look at the list of people he's fought, he's been game every time. But I think those are probably been with a little bit more notice. I mean, because you look, he's fought Michael Chiesa, Leon Edwards, Kevin Lee, Kamara Usman, Colby Covington, Robbie Lawler, Neil Magny, Tarek Safferdine, Tony Ferguson, Eddie Alvarez, Cowboy Cerrone, Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz, Benson Henderson, Jason High, and all the way back to Khabib. I mean, this guy has fought. I'd say you're going to find maybe two or three fights in that stretch that he you could say, okay, those guys, you know, in retrospect probably aren't aren't that well off. No, so for sure. Seven, set, that's eight years you're going to go back to right. try to find a time where you're like, okay, could be or RDA had a stretch here where he really didn't fight that high-level competition. I mean, the guy is game as it comes. For sure, but he also may have learned that, listen, I if he's – realistic about maybe making a run at a title you know he has to realize like all right i've done it before i've stepped in against some of these big name guys i know i can fight with them but is it really smart of me to go up against a guy who is right there and is gonna is on a tear right now right and he comes in and he beats me what does that do for my future possible title hopes you know what i mean so maybe he's playing a deeper, uh, the long game here. You know, he, he's hoping that he gets a couple wins together. Maybe he gets in the title picture. Why have your momentum slowed by a guy that is willing just to throw down on five days notice? I mean, like I said, I hate it because I would love just, for, you know, to see that happen, but I completely understand if it doesn't because as, right. as a it- businessman, Rafael Dostanos has to be smart here and know that, he very well could get his ass kicked on Saturday night by Islam Akachev. He definitely could. It would be a four versus six matchup until the rankings update after this episode comes out. But you got to think Rafael Dos Anjos is on 37 years old. And we know at lightweight and the lighter weight classes, you kind of age more than you would in the heavyweight, light mm-hmm. heavyweight divisions. So he has to also think about that. So while we both really want this fight, and I think we've made that very clear, yeah, like Walsh said, we can see why he wouldn't want to take this fight right away, and and I think it's a point people are going to have to think about uh, with this. Thirty-seven years old, it's old in the lightweight division, so I mean, you got to like you say, you got to pick your shots so you can get to that title. Yeah, and obviously, you know, we're obviously fans of the sport for sure. We want to see it happen, but you know, I'm even when it comes to other sports. You know, I'm I'm a Philly guy. Everyone knows that by now. I like to be one of the more realistic people. When we right. suck, I know we suck. You know, I'm not going to, am I going to be like, yeah, Super Bowl or bust every year? Of course. But once we start playing and we start losing games, yeah, I knew what this team was going to be. But, you know, come <laughs> week one, you're not going to get me to saying, all right, no, this team stinks. I knew this was going to happen. Once week run, one's around, I'm ready to go. It's a Super Bowl or bust for the Eagles every year. Right. But when it comes to this, you know, you have to be realistic. So I like to be that realistic guy. And this is a realistic possibility that we're not going to see this fight as much as we all want to. The smart thing in my eyes for Dos Anjos is to not accept a fight against Islam Makachev because if he wants to be a title contender, he should probably fight him on a little bit longer notice. Right. 100%. Like we said, we're in total agreement there. But you know who's the big winner in all this and who's playing it real smart is the UFC because yes. if there wasn't <laughs> enough interest for this main event on Saturday, this blood feud. This this match that's going to be hell on these guys because they hate each other so much. Now you have the possibility of Islam just like adding to that fight week drama 
that fight week suspense where we're like, is this fight going to be added? I mean, it just makes you that much more excited to see the rest of the week and how it plays out. I mean, this is Monday night we're recording and we're, we're at attention right now for this fight. We are standing yeah. up saluting in our pants. <laughs> I mean, and it's only Monday. We have a lot of more sleeps until we get to that fight on Saturday. But I mean, this is the beauty of the UFC and MMA in general fight week. People are like, oh, it's Super Bowl Media Week. That's every pay-per-view for the UFC, and that's why we look forward to it every month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is... I am so ready for Saturday night. Uh, even if I am not able to watch it fully live, I will be making sure I'm going back and watching this pay-per-view before we record on Monday, um, right. regardless, because that's how excited I am. And I'm going to try to avoid spoilers, too. So that's the that's a thing. tough thing. That's, that's going to be the thing hardest thing if I'm not able to watch this pay-per-view Saturday Night Live is going to be avoiding spoilers. So I may have to mute the group chat, may have to stay off Twitter, all the social media completely until you know early Sunday morning or whenever I'm able to watch this fight because I'm hoping it's not the case. Hoping I'll be able to be there live, ready and watching it with you boys. But you know things come up and you, you never know. Um, but yeah, it's it's only Monday and I cannot wait. I mean, it's the hatred's there. I'm seeing the previews on TV. I haven't seen them. I wish I saw more social media stuff from both of these guys. I haven't been seeing too much. I would like to see a little more banter back and forth or just something, you know, like just one of yeah. them put out a tweet about saying something about the other guy. But weigh-ins, I'll be watching because they're going to be electric. Pre-fight press conference, definitely yeah, electric. Mean, it, I'm ready to go. Like this is one of those fights that, Maybe the more casual fan might not know about because of the history these two have, but you should know about it because this is going to be a war. These two guys do not like each other. Nope. Hatred is just running through their veins and it's going to come out Saturday night inside the octagon. Yeah, I, 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 like, I'm with you. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting, but we're going to have to, folks. But you don't have to wait too long for the UFC 272 preview. We're going to be recording Wednesday night. It'll be out Thursday morning. You'll get all of our best bets we have for the card, our previews, our hot takes, all of that stuff. And Mac will be back from his excursion with the PFL. Folks, follow on Twitter and Instagram at BrandedMMA. We know this wasn't a long one tonight, but we needed to get something out about Islam Makachev dominating and the potential storyline for UFC 272. We can promise you we will double, if not triple, the length for UFC 272 preview and recap. Yes, sir. Yes, we will. And uh, make sure you're following our social media so you're you know able to find out when that goes live. Yep. 100%. This is uh, this is a shrinkage episode. You know, we were in the pool for a little bit. It was cold, and that's why you're getting a, a, little, a little less than 20 minutes tonight. But, folks, we can assure you we'll be back Thursday morning with the UFC 272 preview. Good fight. Good night. Hell yeah. Woo! Woo!